welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I, Dina. The podcast where we go through the select filmography of underrated actresses. Today we're continuing our Adina Menzel miniseries with If Then. But before we get into that, we want to introduce two very special guests, Mr. Jamie Green. That's me. Sorry. Can you hear me? My Wi-Fi just cut out. <laughs> and Mr. Maximilian Spinelli. And that's me. Your your podcast voice is very, it's different. It's so polished. <laughs> Usually you sound like an old cigarette smoker, but this is this is different. It's new. <laughs> I didn't know that you were gonna be mean as soon as we hit record, so no, that's no, different I'm, as well. I'm excited. <laughs> Sam is an old cigarette smoker. That's not fair. That's really what I'm trying to be. Eartha Kit in the wild party is my goal. Oh, happy birthday, oh. Mr. President. <laughs> So, <laughs> If Then uh, is written by Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie, the genius team behind Next to Normal and 13 Reasons Why on Netflix, directed by Michael Grief, a brave musical that asks the question, can women have it all? So what do you guys think? Can women have it all? Yeah. I, I do think that, but I think this musical sets feminism back. This quite, musical quite certainly thinks you cannot. Um, it does not do right by women. <laughs> One of my earliest notes is, okay, so there's these two parallel timelines. In one, she's a mother. In the other, <laughs> she's a girl boss. But in both, she gets fucked. Absolutely. And the gets pregnant. I will not be not having sex in this musical. That's the only reason yeah. why I think it's not done. Yeah, so according to Wikipedia, this is the highest charting cast album since Book of Mormon, which is very strange to me because I don't think I've heard a single word about it since college when well, also it came like, out. To be fair, like all of the songs don't even, there's like not even a song that I remember and I just listened to it. Yeah, yeah. Not even um, one. Okay, I guess Always Starting Over is Thank pretty you. good. But that, I mean, I don't know. I saw this movie, this movie. This musical, I'm sorry, I lost you guys. Okay, there you are. I I, um, I saw this musical on Broadway and I remember it being a little more engaging like in the live form. So maybe I wish I'd watched the bootleg instead, I was, but that's okay. I was really mad listening to this album and reading the Wikipedia summary because the, the form hard. is extremely hard to keep up with. It's almost as if the creative team had lost track of how most of America engages with Broadway musicals, which is that they listen to the cast recording without watching it. And I think that the choice to have Idina Menzel play basically two different characters um, conflicts with that. True, true, true Gemini you know, okay. Well, Samantha, if you had watched the bootleg, you would have seen that they made the galaxy brain choice that Liz wears glasses. <laughs> I bet you feel fucking stupid now, don't you? Wait, is Liz the, Liz is the working mother. woman? Liz oh, is the mother. mother. Interesting, because I feel like most girl bosses wear glasses. Wow. She just wears um, a lot of like pantsuits and like suit jackets. Beth wears, I thought Beth was the mother. would not have happened. No, Beth is the girl boss. Liz is the mother. This musical wouldn't have happened if what, Max? Her nickname was Betty. She just would have <laughs> opened a farm and like just lived a nice life. That's it. Liz and Beth, <laughs> you don't fuck with Liz and Beth. Let me tell you, both of those names suck. <laughs> I just love how um, at the in the Wikipedia the synopsis says at the beginning that these two like it doesn't seem like it's going to be that different. It says 
there's two possibilities for this woman is that she seeks out new experiences or she goes back to her college nickname and makes professional connections. I'm like, every day I try to choose between one of those things. Oh, yeah. Can we also just say that this is the most white woman story ever? Because both lives are pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, spoiler I, alert, her husband does die in God's one timeline. Oh, where, where? He's can, a Republican in the military. Can <laughs> one... Republican, for sure. Can one goddamn musical come out that is not haunted by the specter of 9-11? That's my only request. No, Sam, it's New York City. <laughs> That's true. That's this, how you know it's New York City. And this musical is very much, like, about... We're in New, New York, York City. City. So many songs. Which I do Funny, like it though. <laughs> Ain't no man Manhattan. Also, that was my infinity rap. That her husband died at war and her she launches into songs saying, I hate you. <laughs> she made it about yeah. her, her husband dying. Yeah, no. which well, to be fair. Yeah. Plot twist, I, it is about her because this whole show is about her life in two different worlds. If my so. husband died, I would 100% make it about me. <laughs> I would monetize it. <laughs> um, wait, can I bring up something really quick? I would Joan Didion the fuck out of that. Okay. So one of my big notes on my little notepad that is like several <gasps> scrolls long. Wow. One of my little notes was I was like, okay, wait. So the the kind of the the parting shot that this musical leads you with is this idea that like some things are bound in fate for you and some things are not and, and there are one some of things them that are in between right and to me that feels like in doctor who where they were like actually we can't kill hitler because that <laughs> had to happen you know? the holocaust yeah um i think they should have committed to a a stance on that i think you're right like is fate real or is it not like because like in both timelines, the lesbians want to get divorced, right? Yeah. In in only one timeline does Anthony Rapp want to fuck Adina Menzel. Is well, he, he's like very cool with like being cucked by her boss. Why? So wait, is he even in the other timeline? I can't tell. Yes, a little bit. In the other timeline, he gets uh he gets married to a man named David. Oh, that's right. That's right. Duh. And they um, have a son. Which is the time that he gets attacked by Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (gasps) And you wonder what if, what if. (laughs) That's the only thing I know about. So I'm not a Broadway person, so I'm coming with cursory knowledge here. That's the only thing you know about Anthony Rapp? That's all I know about him, yeah. You don't know about Rent? I've never seen it. Yeah, but you know about it, right? I'm familiar with its work. Yeah. Did you watch the bootleg? <laughs> Max, did you watch the bootleg? Of this, uh, this musical? Yeah. No, I, I'm not familiar. No, I, I, I only listened to the Spotify album oh. and I read it on Wikipedia. I was going to say, yeah. if you watch the bootleg, Anthony Rapp is, I, I say that as if I saw, I did see it live. Um, oh, okay. Anthony you saw Rapp, it live like three times, didn't you? So unfortunately, <laughs> I, I might as well reveal this now. I'm from... Fairfax County, Virginia, just outside of DC. When it was having its out-of-town tryout, uh, I saw it twice, once with my mother and once a friend wanted to bring me and I said, sure, free theater. Mm-hmm. 
And then when it came to Broadway, I saw it another two times for free because they couldn't sell it to people. So they gave free tickets to students. <laughs> oh, that's right. Marymount used to email us like once a week and be like, does anybody want a free ticket no, to If Then? <laughs> that's weird because the Wikipedia says that it's like was it was like the highest grossing show of all time for like a year. Who I wrote think- that? A Wikipedia. Adina. <laughs> she went on. <laughs> She's Wait. like every day she changes things about her career to make it look a little bit better. Did the did the people who only listen to the cast album do they do this on the cast album? The opening moment of If Then is like a spotlight on a yeah. Menzel on like a walkway, and she goes, "Hey, it's me." That they is don't the do that opening moment. No, no, I was ready for it too because I remember it. It's not even on the bootleg because the bootleg starts with people cheering for her. Um, yeah. But although I think that's hilarious, the musical starts like that, and it's by the guy who made 13 Reasons Why. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't say welcome to your tape after. Yeah, that's this the one thing I remember sense. from the musical. I saw it with my parents, and it was pretty exciting. Um, I want to know because this okay, I loved Next to Normal in high school. I refuse to re listen to it and discover if it's actually bad. I thought I that. Could tell you. Would you like to know? No, I thought that actually. Yes. I don't should me. tell you. I should <laughs> tell you. I got baggage to baggage something. Baggage wine and beer. So is it bad? Thirteen reasons why to me is like interesting in its chaos because it's like comically bad. Like I will binge watch an entire season, loving it, laughing the entire way through and then cut myself immediately after. <gasps> but if then it seems surprisingly boring to me and I wanna know what went wrong with Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie. Like why were they able to, why was lightning able to strike once but not? No, but I respect it that it's their one not extremely polarizing work. Yeah. That's that's applaudable, I guess. I feel mm-hmm. polarized. I feel <laughs> radicalized. Are you kidding? This musical is like establishment liberalism incarnate. It was gaggy. At one point after her husband dies, they're like, they say something about him and she's like, oh, he was a Republican. I'm like, and you married him and had multiple children. With he was him. actually a Republican. I thought that you just guessed that. No, they I make that a was joke. A <laughs> no, they, no, they, it's scripted. They do make a joke where she, after they have sex for the first time. Oh she my God. She, she's like, oh, you're a Republican. He goes, no, I, I'm an independent. And then oh my God. he dies, she says something like, oh, he was a Republican. And then Anthony Rapp goes, I, I remember he, he was an independent. I do have to say, for those who only listen to the cast album, Adina Menzel, eight times a week in If Then the Musical, said the line, I don't know if I wrote down the whole thing, but I remember even seeing it out of town, it was jarring. She said, I don't believe in independence. Like I don't believe in bisexuals, pick a side. (laughs) She said that in 2014 on Broadway. And she was in Rent. And one of the main characters of the show is bisexual. I can Every, answer both questions at once. She would break character and say, I don't believe in bisexuals eight times a week. <laughs> like, like Patty LuPone with the camera. <laughs> she would look at the audience and be like, I don't, don't believe, believe in bisexuals. Adina Menzel. The bisexual character locks, in the, the show. Yeah. yeah. Lucas is bisexual. No? Yeah, yeah, but if you think about it in one timeline, he's dating a man. So she probably in her mind goes, he's gay. And in the Even other though they had sex in college. Yeah, but then in the other timeline, she'll be like, oh, we fucked, so he's not gay at all. He's not bi. I don't believe in it. 
Yeah, every night, eight times a week, Dina Menzel locks eyes with some little kid <laughs> with blue hair in the audience, and she says, I don't fucking believe in bisexuals. Oh my God. Fucking side. All bisexuals have blue hair. That is true. That's a fact. Or have had, yes. So Max, if you if you weren't a theater kid in high school, then what were you? I was just there, to be honest with you. That's um, not true. I was on the tennis team, stop clapping. <gasps> Um, and, uh, all my friends were stoners. That's kind of it. You had, you had tennis at your high school? <laughs> yes, I, I went to high school in Connecticut. Uh, Did you ever, um, consider going by a different name and then see two futures laid out in front of you? Yeah, I actually, Liz was one on the table, actually, and then I decided <laughs> against it. Uh, no, actually, you know what's funny is I did go going by Max or Maximilian was a decision I made. I go by Max, but Maximilian is now my stage name. You're right. That is funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jamie. That was a thank you. <laughs> it's crazy that I'm basically Adina Menzel. It's Sam, like wild. Sam, that's like you. You have a stage name, Sam, Mantha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, every time somebody asks me if I want to be credited as Sam or Samantha, I'm so petrified of being rude that I just say whatever you think seems best. I saw you. I saw you shared a show you're doing, and it said Sam, and I was like, oh, "Who's that? Mm-hmm. Who is she? Truly, <laughs> is she a new comedian? Is she your Beth? So <laughs> <laughs> you tell different jokes as uh, Sam and then you do other jokes. <gasps> Blonde and brunette. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. That would be cool. Yeah. I'm just looking through the list of songs. songs. It seems like they're kind oh, of. Let's, yeah, real quick, let's talk about how confusing it is to read the Wikipedia because mm-hmm. so it just lays out Liz and then Beth. But some songs are overlap, some songs involve both of them, and some songs. Don't and then some of it's just completely out of order from the the soundtrack and I'm like what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like Adina Menzel going what the fuck that really confused me the hardest um, song I think to follow which is too bad because I also think it's kind of a, a beautiful song is um, you learn to live without yeah it's kind of annoying I think I wish it was a little bit higher or a little bit lower but. Um, it's kind of pretty. The lyrics are nice. It's got, it's got some good stuff in there. I'm not endorsing it, but it's got some good stuff in there. And it's what's just her, so... Uh, what? What's her, like, thing in that song? Like, which both characters are doing? What is that what oh, you're saying? So, so Liz is talking about being a widow, and Beth mm-hmm. is talking about being single, which yeah. is the same, same thing. thing. Which are famously really similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Beth is like, oh, I'm able to afford all this fancy wine from 2003. And Liz is like, I'm sleeping in an empty bed that once held my dead husband. Yeah, Beth is like, I just got another promotion. And Liz is like, I have to remember to lock the doors at night because I feel physically unsafe in this world, <laughs> which I feel like are parallel experiences. So do we Beth think is- Beth has more development or Liz has more development than Beth because of that storyline? I, think- I feel like. Yeah. That's a lot to go through. And then the other girl's just like, eh, I don't want to do anything. But it also what? doesn't happen until like halfway through the second Oh, she act, does have right? an abortion well, though, I guess. I was doesn't about to say, Jake, you're forgetting the abortion. And an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I forgot about the abortion. Can I ask this? In the musical itself, do they do they ever talk to each other? Like, Liz, do they and ever, like Liz, Liz and Beth, yeah. 
Um, I think that would have been a really fierce little girl boss theater magic moment if they had pulled that off. Oh but my God, the answer yeah. is no. In fact, there's no point to see these two timelines because kind of the same shit happens no matter what and with the same people. I would yeah. have told them had they paid me, which they didn't. I would have told them in the out of town tryout, don't have her meet. Um, Josh. Oh, Josh, Josh at the end. Don't have him meet Josh. Have her meet a different person. Like, oh, I kind of like that at the end, though. I, I thought think that was the most interesting of, part of the whole thing. It's kind of like, oh, thing. maybe fate is oh, real. Yeah. <laughs> a little wink. Yeah. And I think that nice. Elizabeth's whole journey throughout the show is uh, learning to leave shit up to chance. Because her whole thing is like, oh, like she can't really make a decision because she's worried about the effect that it'll have. And then by the end, she's like, well, whatever happens, happens. And something great could happen and something bad could yeah. also happen. If then. It's then. interesting that <laughs> she has this whole different, two completely different storylines and comes to the same conclusion each time, which leads me to wonder what inevitable conclusion when I come to, will I hit 40? 38. Well, there's like a couple years between the beginning oh. and the end of the musical, I think. <laughs> you know what you said about leaving it up to chance, I think it's interesting because she does leave it up to La Chance. La Chance. The actress. I was just trying to make a joke. <laughs> I know her name's La Chance. <laughs> can, I make a, can I make a brief comment? Yes. I would love to open this up for discourse. I'm not trying to like start a fight or also make a definitive statement. But I think in hindsight, LaShawn's character of Kate is a little bit of the magical black person archetype where she like mm. believes in the strings of fate and signs and she's a little woo woo about it. And she like is here to help Liz or Beth like live her best life. It's a little bit magical black person. Yes. Yeah, and she also doesn't really do anything in the show. She gets cheated on. She gets divorced. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, there's no... Twice. Um... She gets married and divorced. Okay. Again, look at me undermining life events, but I just think character-wise, it's just, she, yeah, she's kind of there for, like, representation and, like... Yeah, whatever. this guy, uh, Josh is like following around Adina Menzel at the beginning, asking for her number. And Adina is saying no. And then <laughs> Kate does a whole musical number about how she actually should give him her number. Which honestly, <laughs> that was my favorite song in the show, I have to say, just on a musical level. It's relatable to do that with your friend. Give a whole musical number why they should give. If, if a man who looked like James Snyder even a member of the military who for a living destabilizes brown countries. If a man who looked like that was chasing after a friend of mine and a friend of mine wouldn't even fuck him, I would be like, you have to be institutionalized. Like you, like you won't even have sex with him. Like he looks like that. Come on. I don't know what to tell you. I just Googled James Snyder. I agree. She's got to give him a chance. I mean, even if he's following you home. Oh my God. I'm Googling. I just Googled him too. I'm on his Wikipedia and he literally was playing Harry Potter oh. on Broadway. Yeah. He yeah. also, more okay. importantly than that, he was Mercutio in the She's the Man movie. <laughs> you through your window, I'm standing on a tree outside. That's him. I didn't know he was in Harry Potter. I mean, I can't that. believe he was in Harry Potter. We he, have he, to. He um, is Harry Potter. He's not just. We have, to get, He's Harry. we have to get Nadia <laughs> B. Brown. On we have to get Harry Potter. There's 
A picture of him with like Billie Eilish, it looks like. Oh yeah, she came to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever people go to the Harry Potter show, they're like, hey, here's everyone in the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I um, love watching the three of you like scroll Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm, I'm too tall to be in Harry Potter. I'm, you have to be five seven to play one of the students. Wow. But I, I don't I, support transphobia either, so. Oh my God, I do think that Josh's song, You Never Know, on their first date is um, an iconically Stupid. psychotic song of him. Yeah. It's yeah. just him being like- That's the one where he's like, I could be a murderer, you never know. Like, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. He, he is a murderer. <laughs> oh no, he's a doctor. He literally is. No, he's, he's a, a war doctor. criminal, it's different. He did uh -huh. multiple terms. There's no way he never killed a brown person. But he's a doctor. He's a surgeon. They, he, surgeons um, kill people. That's their job. He 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 stitched somebody together who had just recently killed somebody. Right. Yeah. If we're also talking about songs that are spectacularly mentally ill, um, the song that Anthony Rapp's character has, "You Don't Have to Love Me," is the Simp Nation anthem. Mm. He has a full like five minute song where he's like, "You genuinely just have to keep me around. You do not have to return my affection, and I will do anything you want." He sings it to doesn't Adina, she, right? She doesn't she shortly after that abort his child without yeah. asking? Yeah. yeah okay, uh, not that she has to ask, but yes, she <laughs> not does. <that> she... <laughs> without telling him. Without telling, yeah, without consulting. Anthony, I'm aborting your child. Get over it. <laughs> that was how the call went. <clears throat> yeah. She really, when you think about it, she Maureen's the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. No, um, I love the nice little meta, like, um the meta like casting of them together was yeah was kind so, of it was a draw for the musical uh max in rent they play exes and sh and he is like still uh. obsessed with her basically and in the workshop uh. version there was a song that they ended up cutting called you'll get over it where he tells her that she's going to get over being a lesbian and she tells him that he's going to get over her which is basically the song um that one, what right? song is it? The she sings a song about me, or no, it's um, tell me the situation. I guarantee what you, the I can fuck? Tell you the song. <laughs> it's the one where she's like, Listen, I understand oh, that me. I, some other, some other me, me. where, where oh she's like, God. I know that I aborted your child, but in another universe, you could have been I the didn't. king of Macedonia. Yeah. I need to talk about this song because, um, so many of the lyrics are so fucking weird. Where was this like? Some other me is homeless. Some other me is queen. <clears throat> like, okay, Rent and Frozen. Check. I went, I went to Genius.com and there was an annotation on that lyric that was like, people have theorized that this is a reference to Adina Menzel's other work. Ah, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, there's a lot of moments in this show where the music, you're like, that isn't gonna fly like i wrote the beginning of love while you can one of the first lyrics is it's where um the lesbians the one that cheated is telling the one that didn't cheat like here's why we should stay together and the, one of the early lyrics is our love belongs to everyone who loves us so it's mm -hmm. not just you and me which i think is probably one of the most mentally ill things i've ever heard when talking about a romantic couple you actually can't divorce me because it's not about us it's actually about our friends. I bet you didn't think about them. This is a little. Well, can I? 
that's that's really fucked up. And can I ask you, did because in Wikipedia it made it seem like Liz or Beth, whoever the fuck, in a, in one timeline convinces them not to get divorced because like shit happens or something? Yes, yeah. through public humiliation in a library. In a library, it does it work? Yeah, they stay together in the in the. Um, <laughs> that's not good. In the yeah, only in timeline, one timeline. In the Beth timeline, they stay together because she gets off of her plane that crashed. And That's she's right. like, right. there's also a plane crash. Fully a, fully a plane crash. I um, I just found the line, the true line of the song, Some Other Me, that made me want to um, write it down was, um, I ended up in Boston or some small Alaska town to practice law or neuter cats. Yeah. Did you guys know that coconut LaCroix tastes like shit? I think all of oh, it tastes like sunscreen. Yeah. Bad. Um, yeah, this, now that I think about it, there are so many extraordinary mentally ill moments in this show that really paved the way for um, 13 reasons why. I think that we can't get divorced because our marriage belongs to everybody we invited to our wedding is pretty much on the same level as here's a cassette tape explaining how you made me kill myself. I got subtweeted by people that we went to college with for not liking that TV show and not watching it all the way through because it didn't take me some 10 episodes to be like, this is bad. I think I also got subtweeted. Mm. <laughs> because because there were people who there were people who we went to. That. There were people who we went to college with who were like, 13 Reasons Why is the most important television show that has been released in the past decade. Everybody <laughs> needs to watch this to understand what sexual assault does to the human psyche. I'm like... So what? true, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> That's like no, watching a Red snuff Heart. film to learn that murder is bad. <laughs> Nothing well, about that I, show is realistic. I yeah. learned that plane crash crashes are scary through if then the musical so sometimes you <laughs> need to you know see it I learned so that you guys all went to college have... together are you guys all actors as well like theater like people um not if you look at the work professionally that i've done in my life but like if you <laughs> ask me like what would i like to do i'd say yes yeah <laughs> That's it, so it, i uh, i'm just a fly on the wall here <laughs> Yeah, I gave up on acting uh, after my sophomore year at college, but no, continued. Sam. But continued in the playwriting program, so adjacent and out. even less likely to make money. She stopped acting when I um, bullied her in our playwriting class <laughs> by telling her that cold reads are hard after she cold read something I wrote. That cold was, reads are hard. First of all, like the day we met. What other songs are in this musical? Um, surprise. Surprise! <laughs> I forget how uh, it goes, but they sing surprise a lot. It's the act one finale where- Surprise didn't really have like a melody. Surprise, we are having a kid. That's pretty much how it goes. Um, I know at the end they go, surprise. And you're like, such an ugly to, like, Yeah, no. Um, yeah. We talked about a lot of them. Hey, kid, uh, Josh sings to his uh, his first son. Yeah, um, that, I'm going to be honest. I I got a little bit teary-eyed during- Very like, it's very Finn singing to Quinn's womb. It's so Finn singing to Quinn's womb. <laughs> Jake, your favorite media 
that we've done so far for this Adina mini series has been Frozen. Is If Then better than Frozen? Absolutely not. Cool. Here on the Tony Awards, we give three awards to everything we watch, first of which is best prop. So, Jamie, what was your best prop? Um, I was torn between a few things, but I think in the end, I have to give it to, um, there was a giant mirror that could be positioned to reflect the floor of the stage. Yeah. And it was just like really beautiful visually. Like it was very, very cool um, to watch. Like every <clears throat> time they did always starting over the big number, they'd light up the floor of the stage and then reflect it with the mirrors and it looked like a starry sky. It was very beautiful. So I said the big mirror. That's nice. Uh, Max, what was yours? Um, I said uh, Adina Menzel as a concept. <laughs> I just felt like, <laughs> I Mine... just felt like that's the purpose of it. <laughs> Mine was the concept of children. What about uh, you, yeah. Jake? Mine was Dina Menzel because, um, <laughs> no, because she's the only reason the show ever went off the ground. Yes. If yeah. there was yeah. any other person playing it, she was riding the high of Frozen the year before. People knew who she was. She had returned to Broadway. There was no other reason for the show to exist. It actually made me a little bit uncomfortable looking at this show and being like, Hmm, it's about a woman somewhere around 40 years old who's like coming back to New York after a bad divorce and a couple years of rough career stuff. I was like, this is kind of uncomfortable the way that they are. It felt, I'm not making a joke, that they were literally referencing the the public eye's understanding of Adina Menzel. Yeah, it was, it, it was very written for Adina Menzel. As a star vehicle for Adina Menzel, it was a revenge musical against Tay Diggs. Mm -hmm. uh, the a revenge next... musical against Anthony Rapp. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, who... On, get that money, Anthony Rapp. Um, the next award is best Adina moment. So, Max, what was yours? Um, I said all the goes and here I go. I think they really let her have fun with all the O's in that, in that song. <laughs> Adina, just have fun with the O's. Let's just have fun with those O's. There's also one long so at the end of the song that I think yeah. she really gave her heart into. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Well, I will say before I give mine, I actually wrote down that I, listening to here I go, I was like, she likes this song. She doesn't like yeah, so many she really songs. Had fun with that she likes here I go. I was like, there you go. Yeah. You like this one, don't you? Don't you? But um, my favorite Adina Menzel moment, and I'm sorry if I'm stealing somebody else's, is in I Hate You, where her husband dies. And there's this big dramatic moment where she goes, I love you, I love you, I loved you. Yes. And she hits oh, yeah. so hard. I love And I saw the show famously 800 times. She yeah. did it every single time the same way. So it had to have been a moment the director was like, Adina, girl, you got to do it every time. That's it. That's the money. That's what they yeah. taught you at NYU. The money. That's I, the Defying Gravity flying scene. That's it. Oh. That's the Defying Gravity, Adina. This is your lift. <laughs> this is your lift, baby girl. <laughs> what what if they do a no, a no, if then? What, <laughs> what do you think they do when that happens? <laughs> What do you think Adina Menzel hated more? I loved you or the final note in Let It Go? Ha! Um, oh, that's a tough one. I love Zoom. <laughs> Just cause you, you laughed about 15 seconds after I said that. Um, 
But my... I feel like we're on the view right now. I know. <clears throat> my favorite Adina moment was during It's a Sign when Kate is like, could the universe have a, have a message for you? And Adina just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite moment was just the entirety of the song, What the Fuck? Because you know that she was, she went up to them and she was like, you guys just give me a song that's like super edgy. And it's like, oh my God, the Disney girls sing fuck and just have it be the name of the song. Yeah, she Which, was like, I need to be able to say fuck. And I will say on Spotify, I listen to it on my computer and I see how many streams each song has. And like, what the fuck is, has over a million streams. <laughs> and always starting, always starting over is the most with like 2 million. But I just think that's pretty, pretty impressive. For those of you who didn't see the show, there is also a moment where Adina Menzel talks about how she has to poop and then yanks a wedgie out as she walks off stage. God okay. damn it. That was Can you give me the timestamp, please? Uh, I'll have to, yes, <laughs> not right. I mean, I have to, to see this immediately. Maybe I'll just watch the bootleg tonight. I'm going to watch it. We can do yeah. next week. We can do next it's week. Right, we can talk about it's, it's again. shortly before I hate you. It's shortly before her husband dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last She's word she ever said to him. I have to poop, Josh. <laughs> he's like Skyping her from Afghanistan and he's like, <laughs> The enemy's closing in. They're going to kill us. And she's like, I have to poop and runs off. <laughs> the enemy's closing in. Oh. The enemy's closing in. That's all they that's all they say over there. Mm-hmm. That's that's war. <laughs> war is hell. Jake, where did you serve? It seems like you have a good handle on war. Um my dad's a veteran. Oh, wonderful. See, my my grandpa has a hat that says he's a veteran, but he actually just stayed in America and did like filing. But every Veterans Day, well, you he's don't, like, I mean, a veteran is me. a veteran. And my dad didn't go to war either, but he did. Oh, that's true. He did serve <laughs> in the military. <laughs> I forgot well, when would that. he have gone? When would he have gone? He, uh, I mean, he, you know, we're not going to talk about it. I love my dad. I love. <laughs> no, I, to, to be clear, my, your dad's great. My grandpa is a narcissist. Um, the next award well, is a custom award and it can go to anything. <laughs> <laughs> um my custom award is for this random man in this song i think it might be it's a sign um but it's towards the beginning and i recorded myself uh singing it because it was so strange instead of writing it down as a note because i wanted to know i wonder if you can hear it probably not you hear that i can't yes. i'm sorry oh I can. okay it's fine <laughs> he goes today a pigeon shit right on my head it's still in my hair yeah. So I'm giving him the best line award. <laughs> <laughs> the best line Tony award. I don't know. My my custom award was also a best line award. Um for best line in a eulogy and always starting over. One of her lines just begins, Oh Lordy. Uh alternate award is strangest man award, and it goes to that guy Steven who she tries to sleep with at one point. And he's like, I have a wife and leaves. And she's like, why wouldn't he fuck me? Just cause he has a wife. And then he comes back at the end to invite her to move to Albany with him and like fuck him and work for the state government. And she's like, no. I know so, it seems like he kind of controls the whole plot. Best, but also doesn't do a single thing. Right. Comes in for about 30 seconds at a time, changes everything and then leaves. 
Uh, what were your guys' custom awards? Um, I did uh, the worst thing to ever happen to rhyming. And I believe it's at the end of what the fuck. She says, I'm stuck like a schmuck and I suck what the fuck. <laughs> she really, really she, felt, she felt so edgy singing <laughs> she that. She was spitting. She was absolutely <laughs> she was spitting. spitting. If Dr. Seuss had a breakdown. Um, and then alternatively, I did one uh, called the song the muses from Hercules could have sung better. And that is no more wasted time. It felt like they could have done a better job with that. They really could have stopped that award to that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jamie? I have um, most boomer writing, and it goes to every time a character who is supposed to be like young was on stage, um, which doesn't mean much to people that didn't watch it, but they have like four or five young people that make appearances in which they just like, mock young people and call them like stupid and lazy there's literally a line right. where adina is like my impression of your generation is that you don't like hard work and the girl goes i'm different <laughs> from my generation and it's supposed to be like a moving special moment oh my god not right. a joke she that's loves like, capitalism that's like when a girl in a movie is able <laughs> to play to like shoot guns or whatever. And they're like, wow, I never thought that a girl could do that. And she turns around and she's like, I grew up with five brothers. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Meanwhile, the movie is like post-apocalyptic 200 years in the future and her armpits are hairless. <laughs> she's also wearing, wearing the perfect crop top and just looks wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, Max, I have a question about your uh, what song did you say the muses could sing better? Uh, it was No More Wasted Time. It was just like there was a bunch of women singing and trying to outdo each oh. other. And it just felt like the muses could have done a better job. Can I give you something <laughs> m magical that you just stumbled upon with that comparison? Was one of them in that movie? LaShawn's <laughs> plays one of the muses in Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> it was giving me vibes. It wasn't that they were trying to outdo each other. It's that LaShawn's and Kate, uh, um, Jen Colella, who are the lesbians, can't mix, they can't blend or mix, oh. they just belt. And then Tamika Lawrence, who's on the top part, you, when you're up that high, that's just what you sound like. So it wasn't their <laughs> fault, it was the right. Should we all try to sing it right now? <clears throat> I'm Tamika. Yes, I'll be on the- <laughs> You're LaShawn's, Sam. I'll conduct. <laughs> hey, it's me. Cold, cold readings are hard. <laughs> Oh, all right. We might we might oh, actually just be done talking about this. Yeah, I didn't think we would talk. I'm glad <laughs> we didn't think... book QED for this one. Yeah, I don't think there's <laughs> a lot going on here. Um, back in the day when we did QED for every single one and we watched the shittiest movie ever, I was like, Sam, we have to sit in this ninety for ninety minutes in this booth. studio we paid for to talk about this awful. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. I'm animated film. Work out because I. I watched that movie and I liked it. The space movie with Tony Nicolette. Oh, that was good. you liked oh, it. See, I liked it too. And Sam didn't like it. I had a lot to talk about. Like I, I wrote down, it made me think. It was That's like right. Cool, That's like, the one you were coming in for. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You lost. Or you got, you got trapped. No, we we the, kept saying you got trapped subway, in space. The subway just stopped. Yeah. I got you climbed up the thing me. and then you, you, <laughs> you had to sacrifice yourself for our podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I will say, I, there was one thing I really liked about the music. 
And it was one melodic line that appeared a couple times. And it's something that her and her and Josh sing to each other. And then she also sings it to her children after he dies, which is, um, in my life, I haven't made that many promises. Just one to them, now one to you. I thought that's a, it's a very pretty moment and they get to it do it nice. for different reasons. I liked it. I enjoyed that. We love a and light on a high note. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So do you guys have anything to plug? Uh, my podcast, We Were Had, it's an Unsolved Mysteries podcast. Cool. Uh, that is the end <laughs> of our... <laughs> My Twitter is Mr. Brood City. You can go like and retweet my tweets. Um, awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's. Okay. Hail Payman. Hail Payman. We'll Bye. see you guys soon. <laughs>